Welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Okay, perfect. So today we are talking about the only thing in the universe that matters, Nancy Botwin. I don't even know what this episode is really going to be, to be honest. It's going to be like a stream of consciousness because I am so confused, hyped up, um, nostalgic, and just ready to figure out what the hell is going on. And I need to do it with you guys. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky-tacky. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes all the same. There's a green one and a pink one and a blue one and a yellow one. And they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. And the people in the houses all went to the university where they were put in boxes and they came out all the same. And there's doctors and lawyers and business executives and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. I saw an article a few days ago. I saw a headline that said that Weeds was getting a reboot. I have been saying for years that I don't understand why there isn't a Weeds podcast. It was one of the greatest shows ever. And if you tell that to people, people will say like, yeah, it was good for the first few seasons and then it went off the rails. And like, yeah, it did go off the rails, but it was a nighttime soap. It's supposed to go off the rails. I don't know. I enjoyed it all the way through to the end. It's a series that I have rewatched on multiple occasions. I have a deep emotional connection <laughs> to Nancy Potwin. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Mary Louise, tell me, what was your reaction when, I don't know if you were pitched the show as, as the logline suburban pot-dealing mom, or did you read the script <laughs> and fall in love? Tell us how you... Yeah, um... I liked it pretty much right away. I just liked that it was, she was sort of such an unapologetically flawed character, you know, she wasn't a sort of opaque heroine, you know, uh, and just that she was a mother and, and a flawed mother, and that's something that in our, our culture is kind of taboo to kind of, you know, to, to depict a mother that in any way is, you know, putting her children in danger, so you're, you're, not, you're not meant to sympathize or empathize or, or be on the side of, or even get into the psyche of a mother who is at all, not imperfect, but, but not necessarily putting her children first and she doesn't always put her children first she's not an ideal mother at all you know she's not a healthy mother she's not she's not a great mother much of the time and I just thought that was really uh, really interesting to start with something like that to start with something flawed is more interesting to me mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting because I think that's what's important about the show is there's no BS I mean the show just sort of tells it the way it is, and there's so much out there right now where it's telling you, this is the way you should be, this is the way you would like to be, this is the way you would like others to think you are. There's very little out there the way you really are, which is flawed, which is deeply flawed in many ways, and I think that's the appeal of the show, is, is people see their lives as they are, and it's okay. 
I want to see a Weeds reboot and it feels like everybody out there is already saying that it's gonna be terrible. And I think that this has a little bit to do with the writer's strike and everything like that, but let's get into it. Word of a Weeds revival is sprouting again, this time at Showtime. Deadline reports that the premium channel on which all eight seasons of the OG series aired from 2005 to 2012 is developing a sequel series that would feature the return of Mary Louise Parker's Nancy Botwin. The project had previously been in works at Stars, And I remember that, like I remember being so excited and then it just completely disappeared. So per deadline, Showtime is also looking to revive Nurse Jackie, which I literally don't give a fuck about, so we're gonna skip that. In a case of terrible or perfect timing, News of the Weeds follow-up broke just hours after a former co-star, Justin Kirk, questioned the viability of a revival. Even as a fan, do you really want to see us all old and coming back? The actor mused to Variety on Monday. By the time of season eight, I don't think the general idea was, we should keep doing this. Okay, speak for yourself, buddy, because you know what? I have been fantasizing, dreaming, and longing for a Weeds reboot since the day it ended. I remember watching the finale. I remember watching the first episode. The emotional attachment I have to this show is extremely unhealthy, and I'm coming to realize that as I speak. In the quiet town of Agrestic. Did you see my kick? I want to see more running out there, Isabelle. Where everyone knows everyone's business. Did you ever say anything about our sex life? The guys who still have sex with their wives usually don't want to jinx it. Single mom, Nancy Botwin. I was wondering There's if some you... really nice stuff in here, Doug. It's kind of expensive, but worth every penny. Is learning to deal. Give me a little respect. I'm the biggest game in the private community of Agresta. Drug seldom sells biscuit. You ain't shit. You're on the goddamn city council. What if someone like Celia walked by? She's such a bitch. Great tits, but a raging bitch. Mrs. Botwin, can we have sex in your house? I've got everything under control. That bag looks a little small. Oh, uh, do not just say that. Now, Mama's got a brand new bag. Oh. <laughs> Life goes on, gets more complicated, roads diverge. I love you so much. For eight seasons, we've welcomed the Botwins into our homes and into our hearts. And after 100 episodes, they never learned a single solitary thing. Is Andy coming back? Will Nancy choose Andy? Or the rabbi? Will Silas wind up with Megan? Will Shane wind up with Alette? Will Doug find religion? Will Guillermo find vengeance? How can Nancy go legit? And will a show that's always left you guessing finally leave you satisfied? Legendary! It's the one you've been waiting for. The one you'll never forget. He said, I did recently hear of it again, so they may be trying to drag its tired carcass out. You know, and people, I think, forget that Kevin Nealon was in Weeds. This could be a comeback for Kevin Nealon. Just think about that. But it is unclear, you know, at the time if any of the original cast members would join. But I would think they might because Mary Louise Parker is in talks to be involved and she's the main character. You can't deny that when Weeds hit the airwaves in 2005, the series was a massive hit with critics and fans because Nancy was the original anti-hero. It was right at the time when people were like 
falling in love with, you know, Breaking Bad, Nurse Jackie, things like that. So Nancy Botwin pioneered that kind of storyline. While other television properties were still somewhat skittish about grappling with the concept of weed, Weeds and its creator, Genji Cohen, decided to tackle America's growing fascination and deeply entrenched apprehension around marijuana head on. And I think that people forget like how monumental and how groundbreaking this show was. We totally take for granted weed at this point and weeds. But when this show came out, it was a really big deal, you guys. One could even argue that similar to the substance from which the show derives its name, weeds, weeds was the gateway drug that gave television studios the courage to try telling stories about harder drugs. So in 2019, Showtime began batting around the idea of rebooting the series. And to the surprise of no one, the notion provided to be controversial. I mean, fans of the series voiced their concerns as news initially came to light that creator Genji Cohen wasn't involved. Now, that doesn't really bother me because she did Orange is the New Black and I kind of hated that show. And maybe some people are going to, you know, say that they don't care about it because Genji Cohen's not involved. And I'm sure that Justin Kirk making the statement doesn't help, but I'm still totally into it and will 100% be watching it if it ever gets past the development stages. Hey, my question is for Elizabeth. I want to know, can you tell us anything about the Weeds reboot that was recently announced? Anything about the Weeds reboot? Uh, I don't know anything about it. You don't? No. Will you be in it? I have absolutely no idea. Wow. I don't see how they couldn't have me. I don't either. <laughs> Wait, I want to know, did you smoke say. weed on Weeds? Um, no, I right. drank and did cocaine. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did they use for coke? Um, uh, the, um... Baking soda? Baby laxative. Baby laxative. Oi. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I just finished watching the Fatal Attraction miniseries, which is kind of a remake, and loved it. It's just that one of the strange things about consolidating all these networks under the umbrella of one streaming network owned by conglomerates is that often the only value left in the network is its IP, its intellectual properties. So take Paramount Plus, right? They've essentially merged Paramount, Showtime, Nickelodeon, CBS, VH1, and MTV under one banner. So moving ahead, the streamer can simply release series like Fatal Attraction or Rabbit Hole under the Paramount Plus banner. Even if a show like Fatal Attraction might be a great fit with the Showtime brand, the future is Paramount Plus, which renders networks like Showtime as outdated relics. I mean, I would not expect to see many new original series coming out of Showtime in the future. Instead, now that Showtime and Paramount Plus have been virtually merged, the only value in Showtime is its intellectual property. That's why instead of attempting to launch yet another Yellow Jackets, Showtime will simply revive its old shows. Now, the network has already announced that there will be more Dexter, which is insane, and potentially more Ray Donovan. They canceled the L Word Generation Q, but they're working on another L Word reboot, is the rumor. And of course, as we know, they are rebooting Weeds and Nurse Jackie. The Weeds reboot would come from Christian Corp, creator of the Danish series Rita, and would feature Nancy in Copenhagen. And 
I love this concept. So yeah, if it is set in Copenhagen, that's going to be amazing. I am curious to see where they're going to pick up because at the end of Weeds, they made Andy and Nancy a couple. He always gave me like little brother vibes and it just seemed wrong for them to be together because I mean, come on, it was her dead husband's little brother. Might not be so obvious, but I'm a real catch. I'm kind, funny, total rock star in bed. Uh, that does seem to be the consensus. The whole key is strong and focused work where the sidewalk ends. I know, Andy. I'm a girl. How's Esteban in the side? Seems like the selfish type, just sort of throw you down on a table and fuck you. That works too. I knew it. I knew that you liked to rough. I, you know, I'm precise. I'm connected. I'm an artist. You and me, we never would have worked. I'm not rapey enough for you. Consider yourself lucky. I'm fucking poisoned. You don't have to drink it anymore. Cheers to that. Still want my rain check hand job though. Oh, God. What? What's wrong? I still love you. No, I don't. I don't. It's just an obsession. Want what I can't have. I'm so fucked up. Jesus, you are poison. Fuck you! And also, the guy that played her late husband was her husband in real life, and they ended up divorcing, which was super tragic. But ultimately, like, Weeds had a great cast, and the first few seasons featured great writing, but they tried to supercharge it, and it only made it worse. I love Mary Louise Parker, but agree that the premise probably wouldn't work in 2023. They're gonna have to make it new, and I think that they're capable of doing that. It does sound like it has potential to be an amazing show. I mean, I did take a look at Showtime's list of former originals on Wikipedia. There really isn't much IP there that looks like it's good for a reboot, like good candidates for reboots or continuations that haven't already been tried. And I know that some people will say Weeds should have ended after season three, but like I said, I mean, I love a wild ride. The crazy, wacky plot lines of Weeds did not and will not deter me ever. Not even for a minute. I'm obsessed with Mary Louise Parker. Hi, I'm Celia. And you are? Marvin. Are you one of Nancy's drug dealer friends? No. No. He's not my friend. He's gonna kill me. Isn't that right, Marvin? But please, do me this one last favor. Kill her too. First, in front of me. Please. No one will know it was you. Just blow her fucking brains out. And let me watch, and then you can do whatever you want to me. She's just kidding. No, 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 not kidding. Here. And if you throw that fucking rock at me, I am going straight to the police, and you can rot in jail with Silas. Weeds was so great when it started. When it got so terrible and ridiculous, it was still good because of the actors and the scenery and it was well shot. I think that was the problem with Orange is the New Black. Same creator, both started out really strong, but when Orange is the New Black went off the rails, there's nothing really to look at besides the inside of a jail, so who cares? Also, you have to think about how ahead of its time Weeds was as a television show, and if they carry that energy into a remake, what is that going to look like? They could be predicting the future of, you know, MDMA therapy, or mushroom therapy for PTSD. Who knows? It could be the disjointed that we should have gotten but didn't, because that show was 
effing weird. I just really hope it's better than the Sex and the City reboot. And I know that the writer's strike has a lot to do with this because the writers are on strike over unfair treatment, unfair pay, and the looming threat of being largely replaced by AI. But I mean, come on, are we really supposed to believe that the movies for the last 10 years haven't been written by AI because they're all trash? Honestly, I don't even know what these writers are getting paid for. I haven't been able to go sit through a movie in the movie theaters in a decade. The Actors Union SAG-AFTRA has called for a strike authorization vote. If the strike is approved, actors could join the more than 11,000 Writers Guild members already on the picket line, putting even more pressure on studios and networks. The ongoing writer's strike has halted production on movies and scripted series like Stranger Things on Netflix, Apple TV's Severance, and Showtime's Yellow Jackets. Late night TV shows have already gone dark. For more on the strike and what's at stake, I'm joined by two television writers and Writers Guild members, Sal Gentile and Jeannie Fan Wong. Thank you both for being with us. And Jeannie, we'll start with you. This is day 17 of the strike. How are you and other writers faring? And remind us of what it is that you're demanding. We're basically asking for less than 2% of profits that they make from writer content. Um, when it comes down to it and sustainable wages to be able to have a career in um, entertainment is what we're asking for. And I was just out on the picket line this morning and felt really good with morale and all of us are, I drove in, I had a two hour commute because I'm house sitting out of town. It just felt really good morale just to see everyone and especially when people drop off food. It's always nice when people feed the writers. So Jeannie, streaming has dramatically transformed the industry. This is a prolific era in American entertainment. One would think that compensation would reflect that. Why hasn't it? There's a huge influence of uh, the tech industry on streaming and the way that uh, writers are being compensated. So I'm both a television and a new feature writer. And in television, our employment were played weekly and the average number of weeks that a writer is working in a room has gone down a lot. But anyways, that doesn't mean the entertainment industry has completely stopped. There are plenty of good ideas out there that don't require writers. Now, Deadline says that deals are still being worked out, but the plan is to put the revival on the fast track to development. So we may see it as soon as 2024, but it is contingent on the writers coming back to work because actual work on these projects can't happen without the writers. It's almost like they're the most important part of the process, but I don't know. Actually, I think you could probably write a new version of this with AI. I mean, I think that the timing of all of this shows that they want to have it in place so that they have something that they can do the minute the strike ends. But it's worth remembering that Let's Revive the Glory Days has been Showtime's main strategy for a long time now, like with Dexter New Blood, which kind of sucked, and the L Word reboot, which got canceled. So regardless of what the writers are doing, this seems to be Showtime's whole plan. But still, this would be easier if the writers were getting paid what they deserve, right? I mean, I don't really know much about the writer's strike. Not trying to say that these people don't get to, you know, don't deserve to be paid more. And I'm definitely open to doing a deep dive into writer strikes of the past and to look at what's going on with this new one. I only kind of know about it contextually through what's going on with Showtime, aka Paramount. It's true you could say that Weed's outstayed its welcome to begin with, 
And a lot of people are being so negative about the reboot, but the truth of the matter is if you announce a reboot and there's over a hundred comments on it and people are paying attention, whether they are actively hating it or loving it, people are going to watch it. And I, for one, have not watched Yellow Jackets because I do not trust current writing. I just don't. I guess what I'll have to do is revisit Weeds do a proper rewatch. Maybe I'll do an episode on my favorite episode of Weeds or like the pilot or something. If that's something you guys want to hear, let me know. Or if anybody wants to come on and review an episode of Weeds, let me know. It could be fun to do the one where Mary-Kate Olsen is a guest star. Who are you? A sheep in God's flock. Let me hear you say bah. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> You want a drink? Mr. Johnson gave it to me after he confused me with his war buddy. I don't drink. Wine's okay because Jesus drank that, but other than wine, I don't drink. <laughs> but you smoke. Only weed, not cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Never cigarettes. You don't drink. You don't smoke cigarettes. Let me guess. You don't have sex either. Not until I'm married. You'd be all into Jesus, still smoke weed. Because pot is natural. It's not processed. It's made by God himself. So it's spiritual. It elevates you, opens your mind, and that's what God's love is all about. I can see your boner. <coughs> <laughs> Don't be embarrassed in you. <sighs> part of God's love too. I'm a huge Kevin Nealon fan. I've seen him live and it was just like one of the most magical shows I have ever seen in my life. So maybe that's a little bit of my bias as well, but I'm definitely interested in revisiting Weeds and I'm praying that this reboot happens. When I found out about True Blood being rebooted, I was definitely not happy because I knew they were going to ruin it, but I feel like Weeds was always so campy that there's no way that they can ruin it. And if they've got Mary Louise Barger, how could it go wrong? Not to mention, like I said, Weeds was always forward thinking. It was always ahead of its time and it started an entire era and genre of television that it doesn't get recognized for because Mary Louise Parker is a woman. Everybody cites Breaking Bad, but Weeds came first just saying. Oh, and if you are a weeds head and you haven't seen the movie Saved, I highly recommend it. It has Mary Louise Parker and the guy who plays her FBI agent husband from Weeds as the pastor slash boyfriend in the movie. And it also stars Mandy Moore. So that's crazy. I covered it for the podcast and it was super fun. And it has Macaulay Culkin. So if you weren't sold already, you know, you are now. Yeah, Weeds originally aired from 2005 to 2012 and it was wildly popular. I think that it's absolutely time. There was no other show out there like it at the time. A suburban mother turning to dealing drugs in order to maintain her privileged lifestyle after her husband dies and she finds out how addicted her entire neighborhood already is. It's just the perfect picture of 
destructive suburbia and I love it. How did you set this world? How did you sketch it? Well, I was dealing drugs. I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I was um, working a lot in the network world and had, had gotten a bit frustrated with that and uh, really wanted creative freedom. It just had reached that point and uh, went to Showtime <laughs> with this and traded uh, money for freedom. <laughs> um, you know, pot had really been in, in the zeitgeist. Um, California had passed Proposition 215, which was the medical marijuana initiative. And I'd read an article in LA Magazine about um, drug dealer next door. And I was looking for something illegal, because I was really into shows like The Shield and The Sopranos. And I really liked these flawed main characters who were doing something unacceptable, yet had created their own moral code, so you still love them. And um, I, I guess I found my, you know, my dark side in pot, which seemed to be the perfect, it, it was perfect, because while it's illegal and it's a Schedule One narcotic, it's the funny drug, and it's like, you know, <laughs> people don't take it that seriously, and it turned out, and it just sort of, all coalesced. It was a one-liner. It was suburban widowed pot-dealing mom, and it just all came together. Weeds won two primetime Emmys, and it was nominated for so many awards, and I could talk about Weeds forever and ever and ever, and I'll probably just go ahead and end this episode before I do exactly that. I want to say a special thanks to all my patrons. You guys are awesome. I really hope that somebody reaches out saying that they need and want more Weeds content because maybe it's time for me to finally start that Weeds podcast I've been talking about for so long. Um, I think I might go watch the first episode right now just, just to get in the vibe. Um, I hope everybody is having an amazing day and I will talk to you soon. Later! This day.